1: motherhood and work. There isn't a right way or best way to juggle these, despite what you've heard or been told. No, really, there's not. Part-time work has been the best fit for me and my family, but it's tough to navigate any gray area of motherhood when you don't fit neatly in a box. My name is Tiana Fesh, and welcome to the Part-Time Jungle Podcast where we are going to build conversation and community around swinging motherhood and work in a way that works best for us and our families no matter your path it's an adventure with highs lows and in-betweens let's explore together Welcome to the Part-Time Jungle Podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. I am so excited to be here with our guest today, Stephanie Cohen. Stephanie describes herself as a relationship builder. It's a quality that has made her an empathetic person and someone who is intrigued with the unique qualities of everyone. She believes understanding what makes a person tick is a key component in building a more constructive dialogue between people. As a human resources professional, she enjoys figuring out how different people can work together productively to improve performance, growth, and employee engagement. Stephanie was born and raised in Calgary, Alberta, and attended York University in Toronto, Ontario, where she graduated with a degree in human resources management. She's obtained designations in the human resource field both in Canada and the U.S., including the Chartered Professional of Human Resources and the Senior Certified Professional Designations. Stephanie was recently laid off and found herself desperate for activities to do with her kiddos during the pandemic lockdown. She's always had a relationship with confections, especially those with sprinkles, so she decided to take a risk and shift her focus from corporate to cookies. Steph created a small business called Yours Truly Cookies, and the concept is Paint Your Own or P-Y-O Cookie. It's the perfect combination of activity and snack, an interactive and tasty treat for all ages. Each cookie is individually heat-sealed and comes with a paintbrush and edible paint palette. With the business only three months old, Stephanie has been fortunate to have gained traction quickly, and this side hustle has blossomed into a small business. Stephanie's hope is to bake the world a more interactive place. I feel like we've got lots to talk about and I am so excited to dive in today. Me too. Stephanie, I would love to start off by asking you about your motherhood work juggle. What does this look like for you and how have you made this work for you and your family? This started
0: right um, kind of around Father's Day when we were on lockdown. We were doing a lot of baking, and my kids love to paint. And so I thought, I wonder if there's a way to incorporate the two. And so... Yeah, they started just doing watercolors on royal icing, and then it kind of evolved into designs. And I just want to note that paint your own cookies is—it's not my original concept. It's something that's out there in the world that just hasn't really been explored here in Calgary too much. So yeah, so we started that, and it's—it's it's kind of just been going full uh, full steam ahead. And the kids have been really great. I mean, they eat cookies every hour, every day. So I don't really know where to draw the line there. But um, yeah, it's, it's it's been great. My family has been really supportive. We had, I think like a lot of people, they brought on a teacher from school that was laid off during the lockdown. And so we brought one on board to help us out part-time at our house. So with her support, I was able to kind of keep up with baking and, you know, fulfilling orders and also spending time with the kids.
1: But it's, it's been busy. It's been a, it's been a juggle. <laughs> so do you have any sort of structure or strategy that you find helpful with organizing your time or your day in terms of your work life and your family life? Are there certain days that you do your work or certain times of days? What sort of works best for you and your juggle?
0: Yeah. So, okay. So when I first started and when we had the nanny, I was doing HR consulting in the morning while she was there. And then in the afternoons, I'd be with the kids and then I'd be honestly doing cookies till three in the morning after they went to bed. And then before they got up in the morning, that is that was my day. And my days have evolved a little bit now that they're back in school. So I'm able to, um, I've, I've taken a step back from HR consulting just because I've just been super swamped with cookies, which I feel very, very blessed to be stressed in that way. But yeah, so now I'm able to kind of focus on my cookies until I go pick up the kids and then I spend time with the kids as much as I can. And then after they go to bed, you know, back in the kitchen again.
1: That sounds like a very full and busy schedule for you.
0: That's how my husband puts it. He's like, you know, you're living every day to the fullest, at
1: least. (laughs) (laughs) Definitely to the fullest. And Stephanie, I would love to learn more about your transition to being the owner of your small business. So yours truly cookies, what has that transition been like? And what was the inspiration behind starting it? Where do you see it going and where are you hoping it will go? Yeah. So
0: it was it was it was difficult. I'm gonna be honest, because very um like a practical person. And although I've always wanted to have my own business, I've always had the entrepreneurial mindset. I've never taken that leap of faith. And it's quite crazy how, you know, COVID brought out some some good and bad in the world. And for me, you know, it was just kind of something that I, I think I needed in order to take that leap. Yeah, it was, it was a difficult transition in the sense that it was hard for me to shift my focus into making, you know, not what I would be making pursuing another corporate opportunity, but to be doing something that I'm really passionate about. Not that I'm not passionate about HR, but just to kind of we all work so hard. And so to work so hard for yourself is just a very, very cool feeling. And I, this, this sounds really corny, but to see that I was able to create something that kids were enjoying and spending time and focusing on, like it truly made me emotional. And it still does when moms reach out to me and they send me pictures and I'm like, how did I create this? And it's it's been really motivating, really special and I've been fortunate to to maintain some momentum and yeah, we'll, we'll see what the future holds. But it was, yeah, it was scary. I think it's always scary to take that leap of faith and to take such a drastic change. My husband's also a PhD student, so I'm the sole pred winner. So, um, you know, it was a conversation we both had to have, like, is this something that works for our family right now for me to pursue? Uh, obviously he's been nothing but supportive and yeah it was, it was just a little side hustle at first and and now like I said it's it's kind of growing we haven't spoken about it yet but uh, I haven't signed the dotted line but I've been busy enough to go into a commercial space that is a huge step so hopefully I start making my cookies there within the next week or two
1: things are really happening quickly for you which is amazing and I think for So many moms, sometimes maybe the circumstance doesn't present itself or we have an idea in our head or our heart and we sort of push it to the side or it just doesn't seem to be the right time. I would love to hear from you any advice that you would have for moms looking to do something completely new or different or to take that leap of faith. Well, I know I suffer and continue
0: to suffer from the imposter syndrome. I, like even in this conversation with you, I'm like, what would you want to talk to me about? I make cookies. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I, I think a lot of people out there can identify with that. Like, what do I have to offer? What, what makes me different? I guess my advice would be that there's always room in this world for good ideas or, or ideas that make the world a better place. There's obviously risk. in in taking that leap, but um, I I think if you've got the support and a good foundation around you, then you know, I I encourage it. Now living through it, it's been fun. I don't know where it'll take me, but I think I'll always look back at this time and, and be proud of myself for at least
1: giving it a shot. And I'm wondering if there have been some key people or places that you've gone to seek out advice or ideas or to bounce ideas off. Are there some people in the community or in your village that have been able to help you out along the way?
0: Yeah, um, you know, it's. I've been looking for mentorship. I haven't, I've, I've been able to speak to a lot of people that have small businesses, but not necessarily in the culinary world. But I've reached out to just other local culinary businesses and kind of said, you know, how do I get started? What licenses do I need? How do I go about getting insurance? That type of stuff. I didn't know anybody personally, but um, everyone that I've reached out to has just been super supportive and just yeah like the local community here blows my mind everyone is here to help each other the moms in the community I started off kind of joining the community Facebook group
1: I don't know if you were part of it so full disclosure Stephanie and I just recently realized that we literally live 700 meters apart from one another particularly neighbors We are Practically Neighbors, so we're recording on Zoom, but we're going to have to find a way to connect in person. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to drop off some cookies to you soon. (laughs) So,
0: yeah, I started just kind of advertising my cookies and the brand on uh, just like the community group, and the response was just so overwhelming and so touching from all these other moms that just, you know, wrote me and they're like, I love supporting local. Just, you know, just, just just kind of giving me that confidence that I didn't have. So no, it's it's I've just been reaching out to whoever I can, whoever will talk to me, whoever will give give me advice. <laughs> I'm like a sponge right now. This is I'm very green
1: in, you know, this whole pursuit. That can be a really tough thing to do, to put yourself out there. That can be a very vulnerable experience. And I'm just wondering what has given you the courage to be able to do that? I
0: Yeah. And people have asked me that before and I don't really know. I, I guess in my mind, I'm just like, what the, what's the worst that they can say? They don't respond or they tell me that they're too busy. I mean, you miss a hundred percent of the shots you don't take. So um, I think that's kind of been my marketing strategy as well I've reached out to a lot of influencers and you know people that have a good following and and I write them and I say can I send you can I give you some of my cookies and some of them respond some of them don't but for the ones that do I mean that's great marketing right there so I I don't know
1: I I kind of I kind of enjoy that seeing if I'm going to get a response or not. (laughs) That is such a fantastic mindset because I think sometimes we can just be our own worst enemies and we can just get so stuck in our heads. And if we don't ask the question, then we won't know the answer. It could be a no, but it could also be a yes. So I have to ask you, I'm so curious, what exactly are paint your own cookies and how do they work? Yeah. So
0: my brand is paint Your Own Cookies because there's a ton of cookiers out there that are just phenomenally talented and I know my limits. <laughs> I don't even try to go there. But the way these, these cookies work are I make a sugar cookie and I offer it in white and whole wheat and gluten-free flour options. And then I ice them with royal icing. And then I uh, put a design on top. So I think I've got close to fifty designs now. So it's it's my collection is growing by the day. Um, and I apply the design with royal icing. And then I hand pipe royal icing dots and airbrush edible food coloring onto those dots. And then just glue them on with icing. More icing onto the cookie. And uh, the way it works is that that's essentially the paint, those dots that I'm putting onto the cookie. And it just takes a little bit of water on a paintbrush
1: to activate the paint. And then you just get to paint them and eat them. That's incredible. So what was your first design? Where did you start? My first design was Chase from Paw Patrol and Woody from
0: Toy Story. And were
1: those the favorites of your two little guys?
0: Yeah. Yeah. And- I like and that, that I don't even have them on my website because I don't want Disney after me so they're they're kind of in the vault but
1: um, those were what I started with just to do them for family and friends. And as far as your design selection growing and expanding was that through requests or how did that happen because you've got quite the repertoire now. Yeah, a little bit of both. It started
0: off with me thinking, you know, this would be really cute. And I started to make like little cookie boxes that were themed. So I've got a treat box or like a superhero box or a Thanksgiving box. Um, and then I got a lot of custom orders and that kind of worked out because I was, that's a fantastic idea. I never thought about doing that. I've been very fortunate that way. People have just been really creative and, and it's just kind of evolved.
1: You must be very creative as well, because I feel like I lack any creative talent whatsoever. No, I do too. Well, your cookies are beautiful. They look incredible, and I'm sure they taste amazing as well. And I'm just curious... About what age group you would say your cookies are most appropriate for?
0: Yeah, so for the eating part, I feel like as long as we're able to eat, you know, a soft cookie, (laughs) but for the actual um, interactive portion, the painting, I've got a two-year-old and he enjoys it. So I kind of tell people as long as they can hold on to a paintbrush, I think you're good to go. Not going to be like the most beautiful painting, but they won't know that. (laughs) Um... Yeah. So I, I, yeah, I'd say as long as you can hold onto a paintbrush, um, I think you're good to go. And obviously there's no limit on age. I, I've, it's been cool. I've actually had some that went over to a home um, with elderly people just for an activity for them to kind of engage in. So they've really enjoyed it. It's been used for occupational therapy. It's just, it's been amazing, and like my business is is baking cookies, but it's also it's not just baking cookies. It's creating that interactive experience for everybody, and that's why I say my my mission is to bake the world a more active place because it's just very rewarding to to create that for for kids and for anybody really.
1: It is so interesting to hear about all the different ways that your business has branched off. Yeah, no, it's fun. It's really fun. Stephanie, I've been so appreciative of how real you've been in this conversation about all the hard work that you've put into your business and the late hours that you've been working. And in the part-time jungle, we definitely like to keep things real about motherhood and work because it truly is such an adventure. And I'm wondering if you have a mummy mess up that you would be willing to share with us. So a mistake, something you wished you had done differently, or a learning opportunity that you've had. We could have a whole podcast just on my mummy mess ups,
0: to be honest, like keeping it real. Um, but due to the time constraints of this podcast, I will think of the most recent one. Our two-year-old, well, he's going to be three in November. He... So I've been through this already. I don't know what we were thinking. But um, he recently became potty trained about six months ago. And when our first became potty trained, we gave him a big boy bed. And so we were just like, of course, that's going to work for the second child. And um, it hasn't. (laughs) So uh, it's just, yeah, keeping him in his bed and not having interruptions throughout the night been a disaster. I'm not going to sugarcoat it. Taking him out of his crib has been the worst decision we've made this year. (laughs) Like, honestly, I need my sleep. (laughs) Yeah. So I, I, yeah, that has been a big, big mess up. Um, We tried to put him back into a crib and that doesn't work either. So Anyways, we'll be reaching out to a sleep consultant very soon.
1: Sleep consultants can be very helpful and sleep is so important. And you really bring up an important point because what works for one of our children doesn't necessarily work for the others. We have success with one kiddo and then it just doesn't jive with the other for whatever reason. No, let me tell you. (laughs) Well, I wish you all the luck with that one because sleep is so important. Yes, I feel like we've got a
0: newborn again. Just he, sometimes he can be up from 10.30 to 3.30 in the morning. Yeah, just there's so much to do and see now that you've got freedom, right? Or those moments when you're passed out and you just have a little hand on your face. And you're like, what is that? Oh.
1: Yeah, surprise. That is so tough. Well, Stephanie, before we wrap things up, I was just wondering if you had any final thoughts or words of wisdom for moms who are listening, who are looking for some inspiration or support with their own mom work juggle. I feel like I'm still, I'm still trying to get all the advice
0: I can get. Well, what's worked really well for me is just reaching out to everyone and anybody there's a lot of help out there, a lot of amazing small businesses that are just looking to help people, a lot of moms that are looking to help. It seems like it's a very relatable thing right now, trying to to start like a little side hustle. And a lot of people want to support you. And even if you don't think that you've got something there, I think just kind of getting that support from other people can really give you the confidence to move forward. So yeah, I would say give it a go and and try to
1: you know not hold yourself back and you know try to tackle that imposter syndrome face on. I think that is such a beautiful way to end this conversation and your message about the importance of reaching out is so key and I love how that has been an important part of the story that you shared with us today and how you've grown your business. And Stephanie, I just want to thank you so much for sharing your time and words of wisdom with us today. If our listeners want to learn more about you and the amazing work that you do, where are the best places to find you? They can contact me
0: through Instagram.
1: I think you'll probably post it, but my
0: social media handle for Instagram is uh, yours underscore truly underscore cookies. Website is www.yourstrulycookies.ca and um, it's got my email on both, but it's orders at yours trulycookies.ca.
1: I will be sure to include all that information in the show notes. And thank you so much for joining us today, Stephanie. It was wonderful to connect with you. Same. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you so much for listening to the Part-Time Jungle Podcast. I'm your host, Tiana Fesh. You can find me on Instagram and Facebook at Part-Time Jungle and on my website, www.theparttimejungle.com. I would love if you would subscribe to, rate, and review this podcast. Your feedback and support are so appreciated. See you next time, where we will continue to explore the motherhood jungle together.